The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Father, send your word to us again tonight in the time that we have in this gathering. You said when we gather together in your name, there you are, or here you are in our midst. So we ask that you reveal yourself, you manifest yourself. Let us see you, let us hear you, let us know you. Let us experience you. And even after we leave this place, let the manifestations of your presence and your glory in our lives continue to be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. With somebody that believes that God has heard them and therefore you know he has answered you, will you give the Lord a loud shout of praise? All right, please high five your neighbor. You can be seated. How has your week been? Praise the Lord. So, you know, we, 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 say, we say a lot of things in church. And um, because they are based on the word of God and the revelation of the word of God, um, they are true. However, sometimes your reality, your experience may not necessarily align um, at the moment when we are saying what we are saying with what we are saying. Did you get that? So when we say by this time tomorrow or this month, you will end well. Which we, we, we say it in January, we say it in February, we've been saying it since. But it's always so beautiful when for someone or for some people, the kind of testimony that I said God just gave this sister happens. It's always so beautiful. I, my, my, my desire is that it will be happening like that for everybody. Um, well, I wasn't really praying, but <laughs> please, I, I, I want to teach something while I'm saying this. But it, it's not going to happen like that for everybody. And some of these things are the things me I will ask God when I get to heaven. I, the list is, but I know that one of the reasons why it doesn't happen that way is because God wants us to walk with him by faith. God wants us to believe what we have not seen. And we, that's why we keep going into his word and learning from his word. And rather than have our feelings and our experiences and the delays we may be going through dictate how we live our lives, we choose. And it's always a choice to allow the word of God dictate how we live our lives. But how, how beautiful it is when, I mean, for me as a pastor, it, it's, it's just one of the, the things that gladdens my heart. And I mean, I wish I could read some of the how she was just thanking God and thanking me for all the prayers and everything and just keeping her on track. God's word will always come to pass. It will always come to pass. The important thing is for you and I to just be positioned to come to pass with it when it comes to pass in our lives. There is no promise of God that everyone cannot enjoy. 
And this is one of the reasons why we share testimonies, to encourage somebody. And I like this kind of testimonies particularly. Testimonies is like cause and unquote delay. <laughs> because that's something sometimes many people struggle with. Ah, you wanted it to come in January 2000. And this is 2019. It hasn't come. It's very easy in those kind of situations to think that God has forsaken you. Can you help me look at someone and say, God can never forsake you? And God can never forget you. Because you are his beloved. I mean, we read that over and over again on Sunday. Hallelujah. So when you are in those kind of um, situations, like this lady was, learn to just, rather than allow what you are going through dictate how you live life, a big part of what we are talking about when we are dealing with confession is how we live. Because it's really our mouth that directs how we live. There are two words the scripture uses when it uses confession. Um, you see confession, you see profession. And one is actually deeper than the other. In, in a way, if you really break down the meaning, confession to a large extent is what you are saying. What you are saying. But on a deeper level, what the Bible is really referring to is, when it's talking about your confession, is your profession. Your profession as in a doctor, a, a preacher, an engineer, how you make your living. And you, you see that a lot, the Bible using them interchangeably. And what the Bible is trying to tell you really is, your confession is how you make your living. What you say, specifically how you use your mouth, your lips, your tongue, your mouth, everything is how you make your living, like the way a doctor makes his living, or a preacher makes his living, or an engineer, or a professional, or a businessman. That is, spiritually speaking, how you make your living. Praise God. So it's so vital when you are going through seasons of delay, back to this lady's testimony, I'm going to connect it to my teaching, but that you just, by the grace of God and the help of God, learn to live right. Because God will never fail. Can I hear a loud amen to that? And one day, sooner than later, you will just wake up and boom, it will be able to send test, Pastor T a test that uh, that's happened. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I, I love those moments. I, I, I live for those moments. Praise the Lord. So we, we are teaching something vital um, as we come to the end of this first half. I want to be hearing more and more, and more of those testimonies. And don't get hung on 30th of June, whether it comes 30th of June or 4th of July. It's really relevant. <laughs> Hallelujah. And again, it's not that God is more powerful today than it was in January. That's not why we are having this time. We are doing it not for God. We are doing it for us. So we can just step up in everything we are doing. We are going to have an eight-day fast. It will not leave you the same way it met you in Jesus' name. Ah, we say that again. It will not leave you the same way it met you in Jesus' name. This month end and the first half coming to an end, you will not end it on the same level you started it in January in the name of Jesus. Particularly in those areas where it looks as if hope was deferred. Where it looks like hope is deferred. Ah, hallelujah. 
And let me tell you something powerful. When God brings the manifestation in those hope-deferred situations, God can restore the years for you. Oh, hallelujah. God can make you forget about the time of delay. And by that, it's not that like God is going to put you in a time machine and take you back into the past. Mm, no, God is more sophisticated than that one. Hallelujah. God can collapse time. That what you will enjoy in the next six months or in the next one year will be far much more than what you have lost over the last five years or over the last ten years. Let me hear somebody shout, that's the God I serve. So it's important you know his ways. That's what the text told us. Our main text again, Psalm 81, from verse 10 to 16. Verse 13, oh, that my people would listen to me. Please listen, not, not just this very hour. Listen to the things we teach and we say in church. Ah, what I shared in Sunday. Please, and if you didn't get it, go and listen to the message again. They give me just 30 minutes. I try to compress, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, I mean, the, the 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 fact. I mean, when God showed me that, I'd never read Romans chapter um, Romans four sixteen that life before. That revelation to requires fatherhood. How powerful fatherhood is! I've I've known that text all my life, but I've never seen that. And that may be the missing key why somebody has been praying and praying and praying, um, sowing and sowing and sowing, serving and serving and serving, and it's not working the way they want it to work. There's no father that they are following. And I now thought about when God said, do you know all the major... And I, I remembered something, I think I had Fred Price say it before when I was a young Christian. And many times to learn things, you, you need somebody, a flesh and blood model. I was reading some funny things on the internet. Uh, why do you need a spiritual father? God is all our father. You know, sometimes to, to, to propagate a lie, you can use it, particularly if you're a devil, by just spilling some truth with it. Yes, God is all our father. No one is denying that. But you see, if you have that revelation that I shared, that it's amazing that God has introduced the concept of father within everything that requires human behavior. So God is not denying he's our father, our heavenly father. But God has also given us fathers in men. Is it God that impregnated your mother? Isn't God the creator of your life? Or is your earthly father the creator of your life? It's interesting that God has used that fatherhood in everything, including us walking in revelation. Find people you follow the way they live. Earthly people, I'm not talking, and when I say earthly people, it can be they are currently on earth, or they used to be on earth like Abraham, and their story was stored up for us. Like they wrote Abraham's story in Romans chapter 4 for us. How Abraham did faith. He was the source of faith. And you download the source code from him. And you see things begin to work in your life. Because God is no respecter of persons. God, if God did it for Peter, if God gave Peter Holy Ghost, Cornelius, relax, God will give you Holy Ghost. Doesn't matter whether they call you Italian or Jew. If God allowed Abraham's faith to work, Relax, Pastor Yinka, God, you allow your faith to work. That's the kind of God we serve. So we should listen, Roman, I mean, Psalm 81, verse 13, and that Israel will walk in my ways. My ways. That's what we teach 
from the word of God. His ways. We don't teach how we feel. Some of us still want to live by how we feel. And I'm also living in flesh and blood, so I know how that feels. Where it's the pressure of your... And I mean, we are, we are, we are facing that a lot in this country. Because of the underdevelopment of the economy. And we all know how vital a role economics and money plays in everyday life. So, if you are not careful, the pressure of the economic conditions can even start affecting your spiritual life. Or your marriage. Or your family life at home. But let me, let me tell you something that has helped me to, to, to deal with that. And you, because you have to overcome that. Because I've also looked at developed countries where they have all the money in the world. I've shared this with us many times. And some of them are not even as spiritual as we are. So who knows? Because if Nigeria economy should develop now, maybe somebody will not even be coming to church on Sunday. Because now as it is, he can't even come for midweek service. I'm not talking about you, of course, you are here. But maybe on Sunday. And we see that in developed countries. In fact, what some people enjoy, why do we need God? You know, here you have to pray for God to get a job and to maintain a job. In a country where unemployment is 3%, maybe you have Donald Trump. Yeah, you don't have Donald Trump that can do something to boost unemployment. So you better pray. So the, the question for us may be, okay, what if we now get to the point where we don't need to pray to get a decent job? We just need to vote a president who may be a rascal, but I'm not saying somebody's a rascal. No, I'm, just, I'm just teaching. <laughs> but, I mean, so don't let the circumstances, whether you're in a developed country or an undeveloped country, whether your economics is sound or your economics is not sound, don't let that determine how you live. Let what God is saying. Let, first of all, believe in God and knowing his ways. Let that be how you live life. And you just keep learning and learning and learning. My take is that when the promises are not manifesting in your life satisfactorily, it's a sign that there may be something you and I need to learn concerning our work with God. Whether it has to do with our believing, you should examine yourself whether you are still in the faith. Do I still believe that God can do this miracle for me? Or because I've had to wait for three years, I have thrown away faith. Like Jesus, we are disciples because a storm arose. Where is your faith? You need to ask and examine, do I, am I still believing? So where faith is, okay, I'm still believing. And you need to know what to do to stay in faith. You keep hearing the word of God. Listening to what God said, his promises. Then, but it's not just enough to say I'm believing. The, 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 the way, the ways of God. And one of them is what we are, we've been looking at here. Verse 10, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Watch the way of God here. Open your mouth wide. That's what we are teaching. The way of God, Pastor T, is for you to ensure your mouth is opened. God will not open your mouth for you. God has given you a mouth. I love that scripture in New Testament. I will give you a mouth and a wisdom. I will put what should come out of it 
when you are before the panel or when you are being examined or tried in life, but I've given you the mouth. You own is to open the mouth. And we are now teaching revelation from there. It is not just food that our mouth is for. You know, I have not mentioned food here. We are looking at things that God wants to fill our mouth with. Number one, we said prayer. You should open your mouth and ensure prayer is always prayer coming from God. We looked at several scriptures. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 stood out. 6 and 7. We speak wisdom. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 7. Among those that are mature. Yet not the wisdom of this age. This is what God will do for you. God will put the wisdom that is beyond this world in your mouth. Nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God. I mean, how can Pastor T speak the wisdom of God? I will tell you how. God will put it in his mouth. But the only time God will put the, his wisdom is when Pastor T opens his mouth to speak mysteries. So the main prayer we are challenging you to do is pray in the spirit. That's why we pray in the spirit a lot in this church. Oh, amen. It has been working for us forever. And it will continue to work forever. Nobody should be in this church. I keep saying it over and over again. That doesn't speak in tongues. That's why we call that discipleship class every Sunday morning. And we have designated teachers. And the ceiling doesn't have to shake. They will just show you the scripture. You have to believe it. And then you have to practice it. Open your mouth wide. And get to the point where you can be praying in the spirit regularly. And you will be knowing what to do. I keep talking about that. I get, that's how I get the messages I preach in church. And that same mechanism, you can take that to your office and you have an assignment. And I've done this before. I remember when I was still practicing accounting. They taught us bank reconciliation and things like that. And one of my major assignments those early days is reconciling accounts. But you will always come against some very stubborn accounts. And deadline is coming. You have to submit a report and you can't reconcile it. I've, done, I've been doing this for decades. And I'll pray in the spirit. When I've done everything I can do in the natural and I can't reconcile, I'm still looking for one awkward amount somewhere. And many times I will go home, the day after or two days after, I will just see it. I mean, something, something I've been working on. This thing is not for preaching, it's for living. Hallelujah. So if I can use it to preach, I know someone can use it to settle their problems in the marriage. God can put wisdom in your mouth that will settle every marital problem, every financial problem. I need to say that one ten times, but I don't have ten times, so I will say it just one more time. Every financial problem can be resolved by the wisdom of God, which God will give us if we will open our mouths wide. But it's not just prayer the Bible tells us to do with our mouth. Psalm 8 and verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, God has ordained strength that he may, because of your enemies, that you may silence the avenger. And Jesus interpreted it for us this way. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. Your mouth should be opened wide and to be filled with praise. Now, please, this is where some of these things you just know from experience. And you learn as you go on. Please hear me very carefully. I know people that pray that don't praise. They think, if I can just have a mouth full of prayer, 
and prayer has gotten them results, they don't need to praise. And they want to use prayer and prayer and prayer and prayer to do everything. And I'm telling you, my brothers, that one day, you will meet one devil that has understood you for six months. Ah, you, you're a prayer, but you're not a praiser. And the question mark you will bring in your life is the one Jesus was talking about in Psalm 8 verse 2. It's not prayer. All the prayer in the world will not help you. Except for praise. So don't just see to it that your mouth is opened wide and is filled with prayer. See to it that your mouth and is filled with praise. You should be hearing praise come out of your mouth like prayer is coming out of your mouth consistently generated from heaven that God gives inspired praise. And it's not difficult if you open up your mouth, God will help you. And last week we talked about joy. We used laughter to package it together. So don't, and this is another thing. There are people that we pray that don't, they don't rejoice. They don't, they, are, they don't laugh. And I'm not talking mechanical laughter. I'm not just talking about the one that when you come for service and Dr. K says open your mouth and laugh, that, only that one. There is nothing wrong with that. That is good, but you should understand that that is petrol station laughter. You know what petrol station laughter? Let me break that down for you. When the tank in your car the fuel is empty. What do you do? You go to the petrol station and you fill it with tank. Is that the only time you need petrol inside your tank when you are in the petrol station? No. You have to leave the petrol station, go to your house, go to your office, and be going up and down the place. You still need petrol in your tank. That's how church is. You, church is like a petrol station. You can't just pray in church or praise in church or laugh in church. The same way petrol can be in your car, only in the petrol station. Bless God, you need the petrol in your tank much more when you leave the petrol station. You get in the petrol station, oh, you can come to church and Pastor T or Reverend K makes you to laugh or to pray. But you need to pray on Monday, on Tuesday. And I'm not just talking pursuit prayer hour or prayer time. I'm talking you are driving to work. And your mouth is still opened wide. And you are laughing. Laughing. Let me go a step further. Laughing that is coming out of the revelation that God loves me. That's what we are talking about here. We are talking about being loved. Prayer that is coming out of the worst thing that God loves me. I am the beloved of God. Oh, I know this thing has been, I've been believing God for two years. And it looks as if there's been delay, but hey, I'm not perturbed about it. God loves me. And now that I, 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 will, I want a manifestation, and I'm praying about it, I'm praying from God loves me. It means I was telling someone, he's, he's been pursuing a contract. As you have, I told him, relax, you'll get the contract. And I gave him this scripture, Philippians 1.6, that God has begun a good work. That they called you at all for the interview, God is at work. That they shortlisted your name, God is at work. He said that they are now down to two of them. That's God is at work. And it was looking as if they may not give you. Relax. Look, there are only two things that can happen. You miss it or you get it. If you get it, we will come and share your testimony next week. If you don't get it, this is what God taught me several years ago that I use. It means God has a better one for you. So the quote and unquote failure. I love what Pastor Ena told us. Was it last month or two months ago? 
Failure is just feedback. It's not final. I mean, that God even made you to come into the discussion that they are giving this kind of, and it's a tree of life kind of contract. Contract that will change your life forever. So that's why he's even anxious. You know, you've come this close. Look, when you are in this kind of situation, anxiety cannot help you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And this is one of the wisdom used to deal with those anxious thoughts. Relax. Do you know when God taught me this revelation? I, I think I've shared this story. It was when Pastor Inda and I were cutting. And our relationship ran into some problems and it looked as if it's not going to work. That's over 20 years ago. And in the place of prayer, I tap your neighbor and say, you better open your mouth wide and learn to pray. This is what I'm teaching you. Prayer, praise, and laughing. God just talks to me. The revelation just came up. No, but it's God that taught me. God, God. Look, if this one doesn't work, this is how God taught me. I didn't tell it. I didn't say that he that finds Sheon finds a good thing. Those days we used to call Pastor Inda Sheon before she did change of name. If you don't know that, that means you're a new kid on the block. I didn't say Sheon. I said wife. So if this one doesn't work, it only means that the... I have something better, someone better for you. And this was at the time where the relationship looked as if it wasn't going to work. I mean, that thing gave me so much peace and rest. Silence the avenger forever. So when you walk in a consciousness that God loves me and prayer is coming from that place, the power of God will flow the victory you have in Christ will be manifested. The joy of the Lord to be there. When we are not joyful, when you can't laugh while you are driving or when you wake up or when you're in the face of a challenge, something is wrong with your revelation and understanding of the love that God has for you. Don't condemn yourself. Oh. Sit down with the word of God. Go and, like the scripture we read on Sunday, read a chapter like that. And keep seeing that word, beloved, beloved. And understand what that word means. God loves me. Praise God. The fourth thing we need to master with our mouth is our confessions. Confessions. What you are saying. What you are saying. Revelations chapter 12 and verse 10. Watch the vision that God saw in heaven, and that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we want heavenly experiences on earth, anybody interested, you better copy what they are doing in heaven. This is what he said he saw. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now, can I hear somebody shout now? now. Salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. When is it happening now? It has come. You see, this is why there's no poverty, no sickness. No, no. In heaven, this is what's happening. Salvation is in heaven. Strength is in heaven. Of God, though, the kingdom of God, or the authority, and the power of God. What else is there? For the accuser of our brethren. Who is that? The devil. Who accused them before our God day and night? He has been cast down. Hallelujah. Remember Jesus told his disciples, I saw Satan fall like lightning. There is no devil there. And there are no oppressions of the devil there. It is on earth. Oh. Satan is here on earth. His demons are here on earth. And his oppressions are here. What are his oppressions? Sin, sickness and disease, poverty, shame, failure. 
But in heaven, he's not there. He saw it. Saw it. And that's what's happening now. Now, the good news is that while on earth, as a child of God, the Bible says you can have days of heaven on the earth. You can live as it is in heaven on the earth. In other words, heavenly experiences, even though in your own case the devil is here and his cohorts are here and his operations are here, it doesn't have to at least dominate your life. Can you think it will say you can't stop a bird from pooping on your head? How I many people has that happened before? You're driving down the road and a bird poop dropped on your car. You can't stop that on this earth because there are birds flying around and dropping poop. You can't stop devils sometimes from bringing symptoms of sickness and all that. Or lacking to your way. You can't stop that. But you can stop the bird from building a nest. See, the bird dropping poop is a moment. It can catch on our ways. But for a bird to build a nest, it will take time. The same way. Oh, an experience or a symptom of sickness can come. Shame can come. But for it to now be your life permanently as a Christian, no. If you know about the ways of God and if you know what they do in heaven, that's how they cast down the accuser of the brethren. And the next verse told us how it happened. How did they cast down the accuser of the brethren and how are they enjoying salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power? We stay service this evening by talking about that. Learn to pray like you know the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is working in you right now. Oh, the circumstances may not look like it. We don't walk by circumstances and sight. Can I hear a loud amen? Yes, amen. We walk by faith in the word of God. How, how, how did they get those things to work in heaven? They overcame how? By the blood. Look at the currency that is working in heaven. No? It's the blood of the lamb. The finished work of redemption. That is what we have here on earth. And this is why we can have days of heaven on the earth. Oh yes, sometimes the birds can drop poop on our head. But bless God, they can't build a nest on our head. Hallelujah. Why? Because we also have the blood of the lamb. And where we are going tonight, the word of their testimony. And... We are not going to dwell on that tonight. They did not love their lives to death. Three powerful keys there. We want, you just want to focus on that word of their testimony. What they were saying. Because of the blood of the lamb. What they are declaring. There are three powerful testimony, I mean, testimonies or confessions you should learn. Oh, there are more than three confessions in the Bible. There is confession of sin. The Bible teaches you should do that. First John chapter 1. When you, are, you get to that point where God makes it to dawn on you that you have done something wrong. Like God came and met Adam in the garden. Don't do the mistake of Adam. It's that woman that you gave me. Mm-mm. Then to say, <laughs> I'm sorry. Because you are not informing God of something he doesn't already know. When God told Adam, how are you? It wasn't that, ah, I'm looking for Adam. Where is he? I can't see Adam. Mm-mm. You are in Australia and God is in Lagos. God can see you live. <laughs> Praise God. 
So God tells us to confess our sin because of us, not because of him. And there are several other confessions concerning but I want to give you three powerful confessions, particularly in the light of what they are saying here. Three things you must learn to fill your mouth with. If you can understand that confession coupled with not loving our lives to death, in other words, living sacrificially, and the finished work of redemption, can, you, 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 you can defeat every devil, sir. It's not that Satan doesn't want to go to heaven, no. Does somebody understand that? I mean, and when I say go to heaven, I'm not saying that he wants to get born again. I'm saying if Satan has his way, we conquer. That's what he said. I will exalt my throne above, above God. If Satan till today, we still defeat God, but he can't. And why can't he? Because of these three things. Because of the finished, mainly because of the blood. But what we say out of our mouth matters. I want to dwell mainly on one tonight. The first confession that your mouth should be filled with. And as I'm teaching these things, please examine yourself and learn. I'm talking about the ways of God. Now, if you're a believer, you see, this, you pick these things up as you go along in your walk with God. From faith to faith, from victory to victory, you, you pick them up and you, just, and you keep learning them forever. So if you're in this place, you've not learned how to laugh yet. Thank God some of us picked that up several years ago. You, you just have to learn it. And you will see how much more manifestations of God's promises will even you learn how to laugh. Or you don't know how to pray yet. And I'm talking consistently as a lifestyle. Prayer that you can trace to certain results. Like I will tell you, I'm praying and a message will just come. This is what to teach. Does that mean? And you need to learn that. I, there was a time in my life I didn't know how to do that. But somebody taught me. A father taught me. Specifically that particular one, that revelation it was kind of thing I learned it from. And when he starts working for you, I don't go to Kenetegin anymore or even his books to do that thing now. It is now my property. But I had to get it. I didn't just get it anyhow, no. Praise God. Confession number one. Confession of the name of Jesus. I want to ask you a question. Is your mouth filled with that name? If they audit the things that have been coming out of your mouth in the last one day, in the last one week, in the last one month, will there be sufficient evidence of that name being mentioned? And please get where we are talking it from. From a heart of faith and from a heart that believes that God loves you. I'm going to come back to that name. That's what I want to close with. The second confession is confession that God loves you or that you are the righteousness of God. The way you speak, and when I say confession, I'm not just talking of what Pastor Dupe comes to lead us five minutes on Sunday morning as we do welcome. We do that as an example. Somebody say petrol station. So that in your everyday life, you are driving down the road, you are at work, you too say something similar. That's just rehearsal. That's just filling your tank. Hallelujah. It has to be a life. If we open your mouth over the last one day, the last one week, last one month, will we find words that sound like 
God loves me. You're, you're talking from that place where God loves me, or I'm at peace with God, or I'm in right standing with God. Or will you find saying that God is going to kill me? Oh, hey, God is going to punish me. Oh, hey. And the third one that your mouth should be filled with, the confession of his promises. You need to, when we open your mouth, the last one day, the last one week, the last one month, will we find chunks, and you know they record these things in heaven, that the statements you are making, they are based on what God has promised you or coming out of what God promises you. Ah, pastor, that's not I am. Okay, so you have work to do. You just go and learn how to live this way. Learn how to live this way. A good place to start is the monthly confessions we make in church at the back of your devotional. In case you don't. Learn to take, you, you are reading your Bible. If somebody's reading their Bible here. Again, petrol station. That one, you can't just read the Bible when I'm reading it before. That's just petrol station Bible reading. <laughs> Hello. And you're reading your Bible, you see beautiful things. I mean, I, I studying about us opening our mouth. I came across this psalm again, Psalm 102. I mean, Psalm 103, verse 5. Bless the Lord of my soul. That's what you mean. And verse 5 now says, He satisfies my mouth with good things. So that my youth is renewed as an ego. There are two confessions I make from that verse. Let me tell you, let me just share something with you. I, I use this one a lot when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning. It's like that's part of my life now. It's just, I don't have to open Psalm 103 verse 5. I, I, I mean, I, have to, I even have to look at my note to confirm the reference. Some people are very good. They can quote the reference. There's nothing wrong with reference. But it's not about reference. It's about those words. He fills my mouth with good things. So my irregular pattern of my life, my confession... It's almost like when I'm brushing my teeth. Ah, God, you are filling my mouth with good things. Then I tell you, and you are renewing my youth as the eagles. It's one verse, but it's two confessions for me. Because there are two revelations I get from there. That's life. That's the way of God. When he said, open your mouth wide, I will fill it. That's what he's saying. Open your mouth and let God's word. Hallelujah. Be, and you are just speaking it, not church. There's nothing wrong when we do it in church, but as a life, when you're brushing your teeth, you're driving down the road, you're going to watch a movie, or you're in a movie and they say, ah, you're going to die, you just, you just go, ah, I will live and not die, and you continue enjoying your movie, but you remove that. <laughs> Praise God. Let, let me quickly finish, just a few minutes. Acts chapter 2. I want to show you something powerful. Because what I really want to dwell on, Acts chapter 3, sorry, is the, the, the confession of the name. Let me see how far I can go with that with us tonight. Um, glory be to God. Put your finger in Acts. Let's quickly jump to Romans chapter 10. Let, let, let's see again something powerful about confession. There is a mechanics to how confession works. And Romans chapter 10 teaches us about it. Amen? Um, because of time, let's start from verse 10. Please watch, watch this. And that's why I want to show you what I'm about to show you in Acts chapter 2. We are not parrots. Can I hear a loud amen? 
You understand what I mean by a parrot? If those of you that, if you have a pet, a parrot can start mimicking what you are saying. We are not also babies. I mean, I, I noticed that in my youngest daughter, Oriofe. After a while of just hanging around you, I, I told you a story of one day, Pastor Yinda and I were just sitting down. All of a sudden, we just had that say, sweetheart, looking at Pastor Yinda. She, she, she saw me or she has heard me confessing or saying sweetheart to my wife. And she, she just started saying that. that. That's not the kind of confession. That's even good. It's not a bad place to start, but that's not the confession God is telling us to make. Or that's not the height of its power. And you're not just talking like a parrot. Hey, um, say after me, I shall live and not die. And the parrot says, I shall live and not die. It's better than nothing. But that's not where the power is, or that's not the height of the power. This is what God wants you to do when God is telling you to, to have the right words of your testimony. When you are brushing your teeth and you are saying, God, you fill my mouth with good things. This is the attitude or the revelation or the thinking God is saying. He's not telling you to mimic what somebody is saying. He's not just telling you to say something that doesn't mean anything to you, but you just heard someone say, sweetheart, you are saying sweetheart. The, the power is not in that. The power is in this. Watch this. With the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, it's talking about when you see these things, you believe them. Uriofe doesn't believe. Parrots don't believe. The capacity to believe is not in a parrot, but it's in you, a Christian. Hallelujah. Verse 11, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Hallelujah. Then verse 12, watch what we read in Acts chapter 10 a few minutes ago. For there is no distinction between the Jew and the Greek. God is no respecter of persons. For the same Lord is over all and is rich to all who call upon him. And verse 13 says, this is where we get the revelation of the confession of the name from. Because it's teaching us about speaking. Now it says, whoever calls on the name shall be saved. Calling on the name is confession. The name is a confession. Ah, I've shared this with us a thousand and one times. And I can't explain it. There are many times in my life. There are many situations I, I can't pray, sir. I don't even feel like praying. And even if I felt like praying, I wouldn't know what to pray. Or the strength to pray in tongues is not there. But there's a name I can call. And there have been times in my life if they take me to heaven and say, you said that name 1,000 times in the last 24 hours. It will not shock me. I'm not counting how I'm saying it because I'm not saying it like a parrot. And I'm not saying it like a child. I don't, I'm saying it with faith. I believe. I believe he died for me. I believe he loves me. I believe he favors me. I believe he has my back right now. It's coming from a heart of faith. Hallelujah. Is that the time? <laughs> oh boy. I have to close. Assignment. Acts chapter 3. Just read the experience of Peter and the man at the beautiful gate. 
Silver and gold I do not have. Such as I have, I give thee. He equated the name to money. Or better than money. I will give you the name. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he pulled out the confidence Peter had. And then I asked him to explain. And said it's faith in the name. Faith in the name that gave this man perfect soundness. When you call that name, perfect soundness will be the order of the day in the name of Jesus. Amen. The next service, I will, I will walk us through it. But let me tell you what blew my mind the most. Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4. When the Sanhedrin called them, the, if you really look at it and you see those people were like agents of the devil. Their issue, when you really analyze what they said or what Satan said through them, they didn't even say, don't do miracles. They said, don't preach and teach in this name. The first day God opened my eyes that and I was shocked. I mean, in our day and age, is the miracles people are getting swayed by. Hey, can you imagine what will happen in Lagos in these days of social media? Maybe one beggar comes in front of our church, our beautiful gate here. <laughs> Amen. Our black beautiful gate. And we are able to capture the miracle live. In our day, we celebrate the miracle. They did, they, 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 the devil did not, if you like, be raising 1,000 crippled men every Sunday. Don't mention the name. And what Philippians 1 says that God has given you a name above every other name, both in heaven and on earth and in hell. Look, if you can open your mouth wide and just fill it with the name, what name? Jesus. Hey, there will be some deep people that say, ah, his name is not Jesus. I call him Yeshua. That's not, I'm not into all that one. The devil knows if you are saying it from faith that it's Jesus you are calling. Because even the Yeshua is not, I mean, what we know him today is Jesus. And I'm telling you, devils know when you say Jesus, they know who you are talking about. If it's coming from faith, who? If you are saying it like a parrot, they may not know. If you are saying it like a child, they may not know. But if you are saying it with faith, hallelujah. And particularly if you are saying it from he loves me. I'm, I'm lo he loves me. You are in trouble and you don't know. And you just, and you make it a lifestyle. Jesus. Jesus. Man, you'll be amazed how your life will be decorated with God. Rise on your feet. We'll unhook there. We'll continue. Leave those hands to heaven. Let's thank him for the name. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00 640.